Four angry women sitting on a tree Talking about the world and the patriarchy Hello everyone! <laughs> um, welcome back to Four Angry Women. Um, we know that it's been a while since our last episode because we had a lot of things to do this past month, so we haven't really found the time to record a new episode. But um, we hope you're doing well since we last saw you. Yes. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, yeah, we're not the full squad today, it's only me and me, being Lanyi and Quan. But we do have a special guest today with us. Woo! <laughs> um, our special guest is not an angry woman. In but, fact, I am not. But um, maybe our guest could give a brief introduction. or Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hello. Uh, my name is Esteban. I'm a white male. <laughs> And then be here to uh, answer some question today. Okay, yeah. we we like didn't have a lot of time to prepare our episode, and we were just like, you know what? Let's just invite um, Esteban on this episode, and it would be really interesting to see, you know, the experience or the point of views of somebody who doesn't belong to the same you know, communities as us, mm-hmm. and who, who doesn't have the same identity as the yeah. rest of us, I guess. And I think it's really interesting because when we're with the girls, we do have diverse identities. Yeah. But when- I thought it was interesting to see from somebody else's perspective mm-hmm. outside of that, you know? Yeah, today let's see what Esteban yeah, thinks. We're just gonna, like, ask him a few questions and, I don't know, just see what he feels. Yeah. Because we don't really... We haven't really discussed that. I mean, I haven't discussed that a yeah. lot with Esteban. I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so before we jump into any questions, Esteban, what are your pronouns? Uh, I believe my pronouns are he and him. Okay. Yes. Um, cool. What are your thoughts on pronouns? Do you believe in them? Um, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense to believe in them since you use them in your daily life. But I would say that, like, people who don't think it's real or just don't want to hear it, it's kind of like, shut off, like, you <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't get their point of view because, like, it's not very hard to call someone by their pronouns, like... Yeah, it, it's, it's a just very, respectful to them. It's very, it's a very peculiar thing to say that I don't believe in pronouns. Yeah. You know? I, I don't even know how that would work to not believe in pronouns. I recently saw, like, a TED talk about this person who is non-binary. And, uh, and they said, they're a, li- they're a linguist. Okay. So they study the English language and how it evolved and, you know, how pronouns are part of that evolution and we just have to go with that evolution and how before the 17th century, before the 1600s, um, like, instead of using the singular you and the plural you, like, in the same way, because, mm-hmm. you know, you address tu et il, elle, pour ouais. nous. Euh, non. Il y a un problème là. Euh, Tu et vous, pour nous, c'est pas la même chose en ouais. français, mais en anglais, c'est you et you, tu vois. Ouais. And before the 17th century, uh, in the English language, there wasn't that. It was thou, the, the singular thou, and then the plural you. And when uh, the change was brought about into the singular thou, and that it became you, it had a lot of backlash, and people were like, this is ridiculous, this pronoun, you know, like, merging it into a like a singular pronoun and not mm-hmm. a plural pronoun is ridiculous and, you know i, I think that's inst- that's interesting because even back then in the 16 the 17th century like people weren't ready for that minute like change which is a pronoun you know yeah and i feel like it's quite similar to this 
um, except here now it's used by a lot of transphobes to not go along with pronouns. Mm -hmm. But we've always had discussions and, you know, controversies around pronouns, but the English language has evolved. Mm -hmm. Now it's perfectly normal to address somebody by you and not thou. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it just comes down to, like, accepting change. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Um, It's... Like, it's really interesting that you brought up the the fact that transphobes use this to just not respect people and their pronouns. And it's always the same argument. It's always, you know, when a transphobe is in front of a trans woman, the transphobe person would say, No, but a man is a man. This person was born a man, so they stay a man. But it's like, I don't know, if you were a cis person, say you were a cis man, Mm -hmm. imagine how you would feel if somebody went to you and just started calling you she, her. Mm. like like that would really shake up your masculinity and i don't think that this cis man would agree with that yeah but the thing is like what does it mean to be a man you know because <laughs> you asked me that question if like i mean not to me like not what is a man because, <laughs> but you asked me like bro like what does it mean to be a woman yeah and i just didn't know what to answer you i can't i i for me, a woman is definitely not somebody who has a vagina and who has breasts, mm-hmm. who has a uterus. It, to me, none of that factor into being a woman. And it's definitely not being, you know, kind and gentle or anything like that. Or it's not defined by the activities that I do. It's not because I bake or cook that I'm a woman, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, didn't, I just didn't have a definition for what a woman is. Absolutely. And I've been thinking about that for such a long time. And then I went through, like, a kind of an identity crisis. <laughs> because... To me, I've always, you know, felt like, you know, I I feel comfortable saying that I feel like a woman. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how to... I don't know what it even means. Yeah. It just doesn't feel wrong to me. And so so I identify as a woman, but I really don't know how to define that. And I I saw um, a TikTok, I think, from a creator who is Mm non-binary and a lesbian, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they said that... They've been thinking about this for a long time, too, and they... Because I didn't know what it meant to be a woman. Well, they are non-women, but mm-hmm. they non-man. don't... Non-man. Yeah. If they're non-binary, are they... They're non... I mean, if they're a lesbian, then it's a non-man loving non-man, but... Right, know. but that's their point, is that they identify as a lesbian, but they don't... They're not non-man <laughs> because they don't know what a man is, and they're not... Mm. And they don't know what a woman is. Yeah. So their conclusion was that... Do I even call myself a lesbian? Yeah. If a lesbian is a non-man loving non-man, but I don't mm-hmm. know what a man is. Yeah. So I don't know what a non-man is. So am I non-man? <laughs> you know? Like, and it was... I was like, wow. Whole identity crisis. Um, you told me that, and I was... I didn't give it a second thought, because to me it was... I identify as a lesbian, but I don't particularly... I am a non-man. Mm-hmm. And I say I'm a woman, but also I don't know what a woman is. Yeah. So. Right, because sexuality is defined selon gender, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for example, a straight person is someone who is attracted to the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. But how do you know that you're attracted to the opposite gender if you don't know how to define your own gender? Then what is the opposite of that? It's it's quite confusing. I mean, I, I still I still wouldn't. I don't know. What do you, Esteban? What do you think? Like, <laughs> what does it mean for you to be a man? Um, I don't think there's any physical or like any physical activities or physical traits that could define what you are, men or women. I think it just comes down to what you feel most comfortable with, yeah. like yeah. being. 
Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Yeah, being comfortable is obviously you know like the the moteur between choosing like what you identify with, but it's like I say that I'm comfortable identifying as a woman, but what does that mean? I have no idea. And I feel like I feel like I identify as a woman, not because like it's what I actually feel. I don't know what I feel. It's just identify as a woman because there's no other label that would fit me. You know. Mm. I don't identify as non-binary. I don't identify as a man, and I, I don't. So like the only rest is woman. You know. So yeah, I'm just kind of like, yeah. I I was born a female, and I feel that. It's kind of like paradoxical because I want to say I feel that femininity, but I, but also what the fuck does that mean? You know what? Right. Does, what is femininity? I don't know. <laughs> and, and what is masculinity? Because back in the days, masculinity was you know what femininity wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't being soft. It wasn't being gentle. It wasn't being a caretaker. Yeah. But now that we're opting for you know the removal of toxic masculinity, what does it even mean to be feminine? Mm. <laughs> I don't. I. <laughs> this is a pretty tough question, you know. Um, like, I Be- guess being feminine. Would come down to. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is like, yeah, because the I don't think because you don't know what it means to be a woman, so, or to be a man, and so you can't. From that point, you can't know what it is to be a f- like feminine or masculine. Yeah, and uh, and also for someone who feels comfortable, as a man, like who identifies as a man, that man can be feminine, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make him any less of a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. It, it kind of just feels like at the, end of, at the end of the day, masculinity and femininity is just kind of a yeah. big blurry bullshit. Yeah, it's, it doesn't like have any real meaning or yeah, any yeah. sense. It absolutely doesn't. Yeah, but I did saw that um, like very spiritual people, people who are interested in spirituality, um, talk about the feminine energy and the masculine energy, <coughs> and it has nothing to do with gender or sex. Yeah. Um, but I haven't looked into that, to be honest. I, I don't know what feminine energy is. Um, but it could be interesting to explore, to see masculinity and femininity through the lens of like energy and not yeah something tangible that is defined by your gender or your sex. Um, just, it seems more fluid that way, yeah. which I think is a lot easier to understand than it being yeah, so yeah. rigid. I just want to like ask Esteban like do you I don't even know if any of us knows what that means but do you feel comfortable in your masculinity well I would say I do cause <laughs> like I feel like a man even though I don't know what it actually means mm-hmm. and I guess being masculine or feminine is just embracing em- embracing what you like and who you want to be mm-hmm. like i think feminine and masculine like they're pretty much the same thing they were just like identified as different because before man was a guy with a penis mm-hmm. and woman was a woman with a vagina right mm-hmm. except that now we have learned to uh, make the difference between sex and gender yeah now we we because we know about transphobia and we know about misogyny it becomes impossible to give a definition of a man or a woman without being transphobic and without being misogynistic. Um, but, yeah. 
because I don't know, like, I, I, to me, you know, a lot of non-feminists, they say, yeah, to feminists, all masculinity is toxic, you know, like, whenever we see a man who is masculine, like, we're just, like, yeah, he's so toxic, you know, which is, I don't, I don't agree with, first of all, because, well, not that I know what masculine means anyway, yeah. you know, but I feel like men who are genuinely comfortable in their masculinity, they're fine with embracing the femininity in them yeah like me as a lesbian it might be different because you know sometimes i feel like really feminine mm-hmm. sometimes i feel very masculine and mm-hmm. like when i present myself as feminine i feel i feel confident and i feel like i feel pretty and when mm-hmm. i present myself as masculine i also feel confident mm-hmm. and i feel good and i you know like there's there's not like a part of me who just wakes up in the morning and like I feel particularly something today, you know? Yeah. Although, when, if people feel like that, then that's great for them. But, you know, I just don't see the line yeah. between the two. Like, mm-hmm. I know in my head, because mm-hmm. of the way others perceive me, that something has to be masculine and some other thing has to be feminine. But also, like, I feel comfortable in both. And I feel like once you're comfortable in your identity, you feel like... If you're a man and you feel more masculine, and you're comfortable with that masculinity, like, I feel like presenting yourself as feminine some some time or like any day like it shouldn't be able to break your vision of your own masculinity you yeah know? yeah i think that to me is what a man who is confident in his masculinity would would look like mm-hmm. and i think as someone is a perfect example of that like <laughs> no but i'm just really like grateful to be surrounded by people who are confident and comfortable in their numerous identities and i think that's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful thing and also something very rare today Mm -hmm. and to add on to what you said i think a man who is fully comfortable and confident in his masculinity would not be threatened by feminists Mm -hmm. because um i saw like videos where a man was asked um about his opinion on a a tiktok creator who's a woman Mm -hmm. her name is drew Mm -hmm. she's absolutely hilarious and she roasts misogynist Mm -hmm. on tiktok Mm -hmm. and the interesting thing is that most of the people that she roasts happen to be men Mm -hmm. and so when people on tiktok started asking this male creator what he thought of her he said that he thinks that she is hilarious Mm -hmm. and that he loves that she's roasting misogynist Mm -hmm. and then there was a lot of people asking him you know like no but this drew she hates men all she does is shit on men on the internet and you're a man so how can you like her and to that he gave honestly such a brilliant and simple response and he said that drew doesn't shit on men Mm -hmm. drew shits on misogynist and it comes a point where we as a society need to make the the difference between man and misogynist Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry but if most misogynist who get shot on on the internet happen to be men mm-hmm. then like it speaks volumes on that demographic mm-hmm. it it doesn't really reflect badly on feminists i don't think like if you as a man like and identify as masculine and you feel threatened or you know put in danger at risk because of you know people calling out toxic masculinity people calling out misogyny maybe it's time you reflect on yourself because because if you feel threatened by that, and maybe there's part of you that is, yeah. you know, still clinging on to that toxic masculinity, to still clinging on to that misogynistic view of women, and and when we point that out, you know, like deep down, it's true. So you hate that. Yeah. Like. And then if you get mad at feminists, it's just kind of you know you're projecting your own insecurity mm-hmm. onto them. 
And like we're also like just a disclaimer, we're not saying this to like attack anyone or anything like that. We're just pointing again, it out so that people can heal from that. Honestly, again, if you feel attacked, I don't know what to tell you. Like, like I'm, I'm not talking about if you're not misogynistic. I'm not talking about you. Right, and if you're not misogynistic, you'd have no reason to think that it's about you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like Esteban, like I've showed you numerous like endless TikToks, like of women shitting on misogynistic men. And how how does that make you feel? Yeah, well, to be honest, like I don't feel targeted by those creators uh, talking shit about those misogynistic men because mm-hmm. I don't like feel that I am those men, so mm-hmm. I don't feel attacked. And like men who do, maybe it's because you are like those people and you feel like you're being targeted because of something you do. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, it's not the fault of the creator, but maybe of who you are, like mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's something really difficult to face, to be honest. Yeah. And we totally understand that it's really difficult, but you have to deal with that difficulty without shitting on feminists. Mm-hmm. Like, for I'm giving another example that's not related to gender here. It's related to race. But, you know, as an Asian person, I understand that I myself am part of a group that is marginalized and, you know, that receives racism and discrimination. But I also know that Asians themselves are racist. Exactly. I'm not generalizing, but I mean, like, a lot of Asians are negrophobic mm-hmm. or anti-black. And they're also, you know, just extremely colorist. Yeah. And I think that that's... But when somebody points out that Asians are, you know... That there's anti-blackness within the Asian community. I I fully agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't personally feel attacked when people say Asians, you know, a lot of Asians are anti-black because I know that's true and it's unfortunate and it's sad. Yeah. And it's something that we have to fight. Yeah. And that's what I feel men could feel like when we talk about that because when you acknowledge that something is wrong within your own community but that you are not part of the problem then you would fight that problem instead of you know projecting mm-hmm. onto the person who points out that problem like i i agree completely when people say that a lot of asians are anti-black because it's it's true a lot of Absolutely. asians are super colorist and you know a lot of people in my family and a lot of pe- a lot of people in the fam- the asian families i know mm-hmm. you know and a lot of children uh, like whose parents are like that yeah and, and they grow up being taught that you know like that you have to see black people as a whole other set of people mm-hmm. that are supposedly inferior to you. And that's a really messed up thing to be teaching young Asian children. Mm-hmm. But but it absolutely exists. Yeah, anti-blackness is very much prominent in within the Asian community. Mais c'est pas pour autant que nous, en tant qu'Asiates, on est offended. I don't know, Esteban, like, I know you're not Asian, but... For example, the BLM movement, do you feel, like, personally attacked when they talk about white privilege or white supremacy right and and to add on to that do you feel like when people say black lives matter do you automatically feel like they're saying white lives don't matter exactly well no it's like i don't feel when you say black lives matter it obviously means that black lives are marginalized and are being discriminated which is true uh and we can see that to a lot of murders that happen or just discrimination in work uh, environment because they're black mm-hmm. and like i don't there's also the people that say that yeah if you say black lives matter then you should say all lives matter mm. 
But they're just the, missing the point. Yeah, and the problem is Black Lives Matter people never said that all lives didn't matter. They're just amplifying, yeah. like underlining the fact that Black Lives Matter because all this time people have been acting like Black Lives didn't matter. So right now they're just really emphasizing the fact that, yo, Black Lives do matter. And nobody yeah. ever said that all lives didn't matter. But when you say all lives matter... You don't say it because you believe Black Lives Matter. You say it because you feel like Black Lives Matter undermines how much your lives exactly. matter. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and also it can be... Like, if you feel like BLM is, like, bullshit and it's just a way to mm, have views on the internet or whatever, like, if it's just to discriminate white people, which I don't know how that would be possible... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just that you feel attacked because you felt like they didn't, those black people didn't need more recognition for what they were. Mm-hmm. And you're, well, in a way, if you say that black lives don't matter and that all lives sh- should be said, you can't just discriminating them and like, yeah, you're not worth any more than like anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, maybe you were marginalized, you were discriminated, but that doesn't matter because all lives matter. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're just exactly in all, in saying all lives matter. You're just you're doing it to undermine the fact that black lives do matter, mm-hmm. and you're just saying that to minimize the struggles of black communities. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like also people when there's rape, like there's uh, men raping a woman, and they're like, yeah, and people never talk about women raping men. Exactly, exactly. But that's not. Nobody problem. ever said that yeah. men weren't victims of yeah. sexual assault and rape. Nobody ever said that, but mm. it's just so incredibly frustrating when men people... use that to undermine that women yeah. do get raped and that yeah, like ninety percent of rapes committed is by men. Yeah, you know, men to men and men to women. Exactly, and as we said in our last episode, what is the common denominator? Men being the perpetuator of sexual assault when when men change the subject to say yeah also men get raped if they just want to be yeah, they, put they, up front they they're, want they're to not saying it because be they actually in front of women yeah they they're not saying that oh men are also are also victims because they genuinely care about men men but they're doing it because they want women to stop speaking up about their own experiences yeah. i just i just want to precise like like <clears throat> it's okay if you start out with like if you start out thinking that you know all lives matter for example i mean obviously all lives matter the of message course. is good but the delivery is completely wrong yeah. you know like at first i didn't understand why saying all lives matter was wrong me neither you know like i saw people saying all lives matter and i was like yeah that's actually true all yeah. lives do matter you know exactly but it's a very like but again that shows how manipulative it actually is mm-hmm. it because the message is right all lives do matter there's no debate on that. that you can't debate that all lives don't matter it's, exactly. it's absolutely true that all lives do matter However, when, like, you use a certain phrase or expression to, you know, undermine another movement, then it, then it's wrong. And Esteban said, it's the same thing for men who use rape against men to justify that, you know, women too are rapists. Yeah. Which is true, by the way, but you don't Absolutely. say that when women come out with their stories about how they're sexually assaulted or raped, you know. Yeah. It's, and also, like, it's incredibly important to remind society that men are also victims. Mm-hmm. But it you you need to genre, tu dois te remettre en question if you only bring it up when when women talk about yeah. how they are raped. Yeah. If you don't bring it up on your own, it means that you don't, you don't really care, care about, about the cause. Exactly. Yeah. Like and I just want to precise that women care a lot about like feminists, 
sorry, care a lot about male victims. And I think that, you know, it's non-negotiable that we have to fight against the stigmatization of men's mental health and, you know, Mm -hmm. men's experience with sexual assault because Mm -hmm. there are men out there who, because of, you know, uh, what the patriarchy tells them to, you know, be strong and stuff, they don't come out with their stories, they don't share their sexual assault stories. And, you know, feminists constantly fight against toxic masculinity to be to help men to build a safe space for them to come out with their stories. Yeah. And if you truly cared about them, you truly, if you truly cared about men's mental health and, you know, destigmatizing their mental health and, you know, helping them with their experiences and, you know, their approach with, with very unfortunate stories, then yeah. you would... Join feminism. Then. Yeah. And I know it's, it sounds like we're imposing <laughs> feminism on you, but I'm just saying... If you're not a feminist, cool, okay? Like, cool. <laughs> but if you are a feminist, I don't know a single feminist in my circle who genuinely thinks that men don't get raped yeah. or that men shouldn't, you know, have access to better mental health care. Right. Because they, they absolutely should. Mm-hmm. But And a lot, of, a lot of men who don't want to call themselves feminist would use the argument that Oh, modern day feminism, like extreme feminism, is so awful. Like I don't agree with that. Well, I have good news for you because neither We're do not, we. We don't agree with neither extreme feminism we. either. But it's just frustrating when people put the t- like two different eggs in the same basket yeah. just to get out of you know the responsibility to actually be feminist. Like it, you have to you know look at things with a certain nuance yeah i understand like extreme feminism it is it it gives feminism a really bad rep in the media yeah but the reason it's most shown is because it makes the most views Mm -hmm. so that's Mm -hmm. what's put in front of like every social media that's what people see first they don't see the people putting the work behind they just see the extreme people yeah and i think like with a minimum of you know self-reflection you know just extremism extremism is in no way feminism to me at least but, but, but yeah, I've always made this very clear to my old male friends who always questioned me, you know, like, how can you be a feminist? Like, it's so extreme. And I could never call myself that. And I, I constantly find myself having to explain to them that, look, there is a difference mm-hmm. between what I'm trying to achieve with feminism, what I believe feminism is, to me at least, and to a lot of people, like Len Yi, for example, and what you're talking about to demonize feminism. And I totally acknowledge that extreme feminism exists and I think it's hurting feminism. Mm-hmm. And, but people just don't want to hear mm-hmm. me when I say that I don't agree with extreme feminism. Because having extreme feminism put in front of all social media makes people not want to talk about it because they feel like they can't have a conversation. They can't yeah. understand because mm-hmm. they want to impose everything on them. They want them to accept without having a conversation, just understanding anything. Yeah. But there, there's obviously, you know, a part of the population who, who is really like what you just said, you know, they see extreme feminism on the forefront every single time. Mm-hmm. And so to them, it's impossible to even, to even conceive a feminism that isn't extreme. Mm-hmm. And that is totally understandable. But there's also another group of people who are very aware of the fact that two different feminisms exist, mm-hmm. extreme one and the regular one that we, you know, support. Um... But they, they're very aware of the coexistence between the two. But they use extreme feminism to shit on feminism. As an excuse. To- yeah. Yeah. Oh, and on that note, we can talk about that in another episode, of course. But I think even though there is a clear and non-negotiable distinction between feminism and extreme, and extreme feminism, I do not think that misogyny and misandry equate. 
Me neither. And obviously, we can talk about that in another episode. But I just want to make my view clear there that yeah, I'm not an extreme feminist, but misandry and misogyny do not equate. Like, misandry, when it happens, it is on an individual level. Yeah. And when misogyny happens, it is on a, it is. An attack. Scale. Yeah, it's on a bigger scale. Yeah. It's the same thing for. You know, discrimination against white people. When white people receive discrimination, it is on an individual level. And when POC receive discrimination, that is on a systemic level. And yeah, it's completely different. Because you don't have, like, in countries, you don't have literal, like, politicians developing laws and legislation au détriment des hommes. Genre, just because a woman made a, ha- uh, made a hairline joke, it doesn't make... It doesn't impact your political life in any way. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have legislation saying that, oh, like, because men are balding, they can't do A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. But when you make those jokes about women, when you, you are being misogynistic, it has very real-life consequences mm-hmm. that are above hurt feelings. But, yeah, that's a really important nuance to keep in mind. But, um, okay, just question for Esteban. What is it like, you know, being a man? Um... What is it like to, you know, hang out with people who, who can't shut up about <laughs> feminism, basically? Like, do you feel like, do you feel like it's annoying? <laughs> do you feel like, you know, we should all shut up? Does it? Obviously, I don't feel attacked because, well, like I said previously, I don't associate myself with the people that are being attacked, which mm-hmm. are misogynist, misogynistic, racist people, homophobic, transphobic. And, like, when you hang around those people that talk only about feminism, it's not... How do you say? C'est pas chiant. That's good to know. Because when you hear like what they're trying to say, what they want people to hear, you see that they're right. It's just some... They just want to be... Heard. Yeah, exactly. They just want to have their voice be heard by the world. Mm. And I don't see why... Like, people saying that yeah people who only talk about feminism they're so annoying like can't you just accept what you already have well no because women are obviously not on the same level as men in like any sort of environment in terms of like rights and freedoms and i don't see why talking about it and wanting to change to so that women can have the same rights as men is a problem because the only reason that would be a problem is you would feel attacked, you would feel like you're losing power as a man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's like, you know, I, I understand that, you know, it's unfair of us to expect that everybody in our circle have the same level of engagement mm-hmm. as us, but like, we never ask everybody to have the same level of engagement as us. We don't, we don't ask you to talk about it as quatre, but we do ask that when we talk about it, you know, you at least respect it and you try to see what we're saying and where we're yeah, coming try from. try to understand. Like, like for you maybe you know talking about feminism is not something that you usually do but for us it's something that we usually do because it's a thing that we live in every on yeah, everyday it, life it's vraiment genre, c'est au cœur de, de notre identité and yeah. i i can't understand people who find it annoying to talk about human rights yeah, yeah. but especially the the people who find it annoying are the people who don't have any consequences mm-hmm. like from from not you know talking about it yeah yeah because as a man i don't like I don't have any discrimination and as a white male even less mm-hmm. and so I don't understand why people are so you know, they don't want to have people that are being discriminated 
and at work or any other place not be heard like i don't see their point mm. see but i'm feminism is a huge part of my identity because it helped me understand not only other people but it helped me understand who you like and it's something that you live on a daily basis um, yeah. i don't no, but, uh, like i don't speak for all men obviously but i just wish that people like men especially would just hear the other side more often Mm. and just try to understand instead of just bashing them and mm. finding them annoying which is mm. kind of sad yeah it's quite sad <laughs> anyway yeah. thank you yeah. for for this episode and i hope that thank you for having me <laughs> in your basement <laughs> for the past couple days i don't have a basement <laughs> thank you guys for coming along on this ride with us um We'll try to put out more episodes more often. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this was honestly a very random episode. Yeah, we just, super random. We just decided to, you know, all sit around and, and talk about random stuff. Yeah. Um, this was totally, like, not well-planned at all. So we're really sorry, sorry for that. But, you know, it's kind of like a little diary. Yeah, it was just a, you know, sit down, have a chat with us type of episode. But, yeah. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have an amazing day or night, whatever time it is that you're <laughs> listening to this. Have a good day. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.